in this solo episode of 2000 Books, How to Master Any Area of Your Life. Well, hello, hello, my ambitious friends, and welcome to 2000 Books. Every Monday and Wednesday, we bring you the most important actionable ideas from the world's greatest books for ambitious entrepreneurs, books in the field of startups, marketing, sales, productivity, management, leadership, strategy, personal development, and much, much more. And I am your host, Manny Vaya. George Leonard was an Aikido grandmaster and the author of Mastery, the book we're talking about today. Unfortunately, since this was a live recording, there are a few audio patches where the audio is not the best, but the message in this book is phenomenal, so I urge you to listen on. I came across this book in 2007, and I have studied it again and again since then. Every time I feel like I'm hitting a plateau, I'm hitting a wall in my journey, I visit this book. So in this solo episode, I recap the key points from Mastery, how to master any area of your life. Now, whether you're seeking to improve your career, your relationships, your self-esteem, or create harmony within yourself, whatever it is, this book will help you master anything you choose and achieve success in all areas of your life. Let's talk about Mastery by George Leonard. George Leonard was a grandmaster in Aikido, black belter, and this book is about, the subtitle is The Key to Success and Long-Term Fulfillment. It's all about how to master something in life, whether it's a martial art, whether it's your entrepreneurship venture, whether it's singing, dancing, music, whether it's relationships, whether it's building uh, a building a healthy body, whatever it is. There are so many different skills in life that we want to master, that we want to constantly get better at. And this book teaches us exactly how to do that. And the first first big idea and the whole idea of mastery is understanding that there is a journey, that there is a journey involved in this whole mastery process. Most of us, most of uh, the default thinking when it comes to mastery is the idea that Oh, once you start on this journey, you just go up, 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 and up, and you constantly progress. But if you hit some plateaus or if you hit a hard time, that means something is wrong with you. That means you can't figure it out. That means uh, uh, you are doing something wrong. But the truth is that such is the journey of mastery that you will not go up, 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 and up like that. Instead, the journey of mastery is more like a bunch of plateaus followed by a little bit of progress. Something like this. You have a little bit of, you go along this flat plateau, then you go on a little steep curve of learning, and then again you have a little dip, and then again another plateau. A curve of learning, a dip, another plateau, curve of learning, a dip, another plateau. Curve. So over time you get better and better and better, but the truth is that you're going to be on the plateau for a very long time. That's the key to the plateau. The plateau is the longest part of this whole journey. So the longest part of the journey of mastery is spent in practicing just the stuff that you're used used to, just the basic stuff, just doing the things over and over again and not actually seeing the results for a while. Um, And you've got to love the plateau. You've got to know that this plateau is going to be here to stay. You're going to you're going to have to spend a lot of time and energy on this plateau. So you might as well get on with it. You might as well work on it and might as well give everything you got to the plateau. Now, uh, beyond the plateau is, of course, the curve, the learning curve and the, a little bit of a dip. Now, what happens during this learning curve is that there is, uh, after the learning curve, once you learn something new, now there is the brain has to take this new learning and um, pro- make it such that it's easy. Uh, and, and incorporate it into its own structures. 
and habituated. So may, maybe if it's a new habit, it'll take it and put it into your basal ganglia and make it a new habit. So that takes time and effort, even after you're learning, it takes time and effort just to make this the newer learning a part of your existing brain structure now so that you can go on and learn something new. And then once you use, once you incorporate that, then you can go on and learn something new. So the plateau is always going to be there. You're never done with the plateau. You're all, you're always on the plateau or improving from the plateau or going back to the plateau. So understanding that the journey is full of plateaus, the, understanding the longest part of the journey is of it's just going to be plateaus. Let's talk about how the keys to success in this journey of mastery, the keys, the bigger, most important keys to success. The first one is we have to find a teacher. We have to find a mentor. We have to find someone who can tell us what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong. Because if we're not doing that, if we, if we just try to learn from, let's say, a book or um, something else or, you know, even just... Um, a podcast or something like that or a video there are times when you need feedback there are times when you need someone to correct your course there is a lot of value in learning something from books and from podcasts and videos and audiobooks and all that stuff but then there are times when you need a master when you need someone to show you the path when you're stuck when you are trying to figure it out and you know that you're not getting the feedback because there are times when you don't have any feedback from sources like books or tapes or audios or stuff like that. The second big key to mastery is that it requires practice. It requires crazy practice. An example of that is Larry Bird, who when he won the 1986 championship, the uh, NBA championship, after that, the reporters asked him, so what are you going to do? He said, I'm going to start my off-season training next week. I'm going to start training again two, two hours every day. And that's what I'm going to do. And then he, during the season, he would show up for training sessions two hours before everyone else. Two hours before everyone else, he would show up for his training. And the thing that was great about Larry Bird, we all know him as one of the greatest players, but he used to love practice. He would practice for the sake of practice. And more than anything else, the, the game to him was in the practice. It was the love of the practice that made the game so sweet for him and actually made him one of the greatest players ever. Now, the third key to mastery is surrender. What does it mean to surrender? And partly, we have to take ownership for everything we're doing. We have to take ownership for all the journey that we're on, but at the same time, we have to be able to surrender. Surrender to our master, to what they say is the right thing to do, but also surrender to the journey, to surrender to failing. There will be times when we'll fail. There are times when, um, when we're on the plateau, we have to go and uh, try something new and fail in the process and fall flat on our faces only so that we can rise up again and get better and better and better. A big example of this is Tiger Woods. Now, what Tiger Woods did was when he had won uh, one or two pro championships, that's when he went back to his coach and said, you know, my swing is not perfect enough. We need to change it. And a lot of the world was, uh, was saying, well, this is not the time to change your swing because you're already at the top of your game. Why would you change your swing now? But Tiger had the awareness that he had to go and change his swing in order to get better and better and better at the game. He surrendered the idea. He realized that in when he's going to change when he changes his uh, his swing for a while, he's going to perform worse than what he was performing without this uh, new swing. 
he he's going to he's going to fail um, he's going to fall flat in the face he's going to struggle with it he's going to have problems with it he's not going to be the same tiger woods as he was but over time he's going to get much 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 better so he is surrendering to the practice in the short term in order to get a lot of long term great results so surrender really important idea the fourth key to inten- uh, to uh, mastery is being intentional being intentional about what you're doing being intentional about your practice being intentional about the things you're about to do uh, as jack nicklaus the great golfer he used to say i never t- take a stroke without visualizing exactly where the ball is going to land at uh, where exactly the ball is going to land when i take the stroke so even jack nicklaus was big very big on visualization and we all need to be aware that in practice in our mastery on our path to mastery we have to be intentional with whatever we're doing the fifth and one of my favorite ideas in the keys to mastery is the idea of the edge that we've got to go to the edge we have to challenge the limits of what's possible because that's when we found out what's on the other side of the limitations and the example of this is julie moss who's running a tri- triathlon in hawaii in 1982 and in the triathlon she was running the marathon and in the marathon this was evening time and it was getting dark and julie was so tired she was so exhausted that a few hundred yards before the finish she was the leader and a few hundred yards before the end before the finish line she fell down and she, of course she thought that that just might have happened so he she got up again she got up and then after running for a few yards she fell down again and now at this time she's still the leader and the person behind her is probably around 10 to 20 minutes behind so the second person is 22 around 10 minutes behind her and she's she's still here lying on the floor not able to move not able to uh do anything so she gets up again she gets up again and starts to walk this time because she cannot run she's run out of energy to run and then in 5 uh, 5 or 10 steps she falls again and after falling again she she again tries to get up but she's unable to get up this time after falling four times and trying again and again she just decides to start crawling and as she's crawling the girl who was in second place just passed her by but julie moss kept on crawling and she crawled all the way to her finish line and the end of all of this the doctors said julie moss was crazy that was insane that was almost fatal she should have never done that and of course the sports commentators and all the sports uh, uh world was saying was hailing her greatness was saying this was one of the greatest uh achievements in uh, sports and where do you draw this line where do you say this is greatness versus this is madness that's where the edge is that line between madness and greatness you got to understand that that's the way we're going to that's one of the most important keys to mastery julie moss showed it to us we're going to put a link to that uh, video as well in this video so you can enjoy it um another another idea another big idea we want to take away from uh, from mastery is the one of the a couple of tools for mastery let's first understand the fact that when we are on this journey on the journey of mastery we will 
encounter a lot of internal resistance, a lot of homeostasis, a lot of what homeostasis is just this impulse to stay where you are because of inertia, because of resistance or whatever you want to call it. So you're just going to want to be where you are rather than try and, and kick, get your ass kicked and go up and try to improve yourself again and again. And one of the tools, one of the key tools in handling resistance and handling homeostasis is to expect this is the way it is. This is human. This is normal. Because once you expect it, now you can fight it. Now it's not alien. Now it's not something unknown. You say this happens to everyone. This happens to me. I expect it and I will fight it. So I'm going to kill it. Another tool to handle homeostasis, to handle resistance, is to negotiate with the resistance, to talk to resistance and say, okay, that's what you want. How about I do this much today and then we'll talk about it again. How about I, if you don't want me to go work out for two hours, how about I just tie my shoelaces and get out of the door and just go running for five minutes and then we'll see what happens. Because what happens is once you start taking action, the resistance goes down and at some point you become way more involved in the action and stop thinking about the resistance. The third way to handle resistance is to realize that your effort, your consistency of effort is crucial in your long-term beating of the resistance. Once you become consistently um, um, productive in the sense you consistently show up for whatever it is that you need to do, then the resistance disappears. Uh, Somerset Mom, he used to say that, I write whenever inspiration strikes. Thankfully, it strikes every morning at 9 a.m. What he meant was that he sits down to write every morning at 9 a.m. no matter what. That's his ritual. Every morning, 9 a.m., he's going to sit down to write, and that's what you want to do. You want to understand you have a ritual. You're going to have be consistent about this ritual, whatever your ritual is, and you're going to force it. You're going to make it happen no matter what. You're going you're gonna to sit down, and you're going to work. Another really important tool when it comes to mastery is there, there will be so many times when you feel like you're losing energy, you're running low on energy, and you need more energy in order to get to the other side. So one of the best ways to get energy is to spend it. You have to spend energy in order to get energy. You can't hoard energy. It doesn't work like that. You have to spend energy in order to get energy. So go get moving, get working, get your body in action, get your mind in motion, and you will see that as you start to move, as you start to take action, as you spend your energy, you'll get more and more energy. Another thing about energy or about your mental, getting that mental charge, that motivation, maybe you want to call it, is having, is putting in a commitment in place. Now, a lot of people say, let me figure this out. Let me try it before I commit. But that's not the way it works. Commitment always comes before success. Commitment comes before success. Commitment is not something you do while you're already on the journey and then you say, okay, maybe this is possible, so let me commit to this possibility. No, commitment has to be done before the, before, before you get, before the success will ever come to you. Another, another important way to get energy is to create, is to have deadlines. Either you can do um, self-imposed deadlines or external deadlines. The key is to have firm deadlines, really strong deadlines, maybe even a, find accountability outside because deadlines are super powerful. Deadlines, the more firm the deadline is, the more energy it will give to you. There's, a, there's an example, there's a story about uh, um, 
Edison, um, and uh, I don't remember which year it was when he invented the light bulb, but he went and told, even though he had not figured it out yet, he went and told the reporters six months in advance that by January 1st of this year, of whatever year it was, we will have the light bulb. We've already figured it out and we'll show it to the world or something like that he shared. So that produced, that actually created a lot of pressure on him to figure it out, to, to get it, to get the deadline. Because he had created this firm deadline, he had told the world, he had this accountability now, it forced him to, to um, it, it gave him so much more energy and charge and it really gave him, uh, in the end, that proved to be one of the great things uh, and one of the great reasons why he was able to get to the light bulb because that, the deadline really forced his energies in that particular direction. There we have it, Mastery by George Leonard. Great book for anyone who is on any journey where they want to achieve some sort of greatness, they want to do something great, especially if you're an entrepreneur or you're learning a new hobby, whatever it is. Hope you enjoyed it. So, my ambitious friends, I have created a quick 10-point checklist for this book, for mastery. No matter what area of life you're struggling with or you're trying to master, you can fill out this spreadsheet, fill out this checklist, and see where you stand or where you might need more effort. Now, it covers the tools and the keys, so you will never be wondering about which mastery tools to use. So head on over to 2000books.com slash summary or text the word summary to 44222 and grab this 10-point mastery checklist there. Also, you will find the Julie Moss video in there as well. By the way, I have an important question for you. I am considering reducing the frequency of this podcast to once a week instead of twice a week that we've been doing for the last eight months or so. However, before I make this change, I want to hear your opinion about it. What do you think? Do you want two episodes per week? Do you want more? Or is one episode per week enough? Please, please, please tweet at me at 2000books at 2000books and let me know what you think. Or you can email me at manny at 2000books.com. That's M-A-N-I at 2000books.com. You see, I'm really looking forward to hearing from you. I want to understand where you stand with this. So please, please reach out to me. Please let me know what you think. Okay? Until next time, my friends.